freezing cold in 89 years old. Hear the cold maids say I'm freezing cold in 89 years old. All right. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another podcast of The Daily Mind. I'm back with another episode on this Monday evening, in my case, where I'm at. It's nighttime. For some of you, it's just the daytime, so it's whatever. Either way, the show still go on. How was everybody's day? Hopefully, you had a good weekend. Everything went well. You didn't get in trouble. Nothing crazy like that. Um, yeah, it's Monday, man. It's a Beginning of a new week, new start, new page, whatever you want to call it. You know, just starting over or just doing the same shit over and over and over again. What's every on your schedule, I guess. So um, my day I was pretty busy. Not too bad. Wasn't too crazy. Um, that's about it. I can't really say much about my day. It wasn't exciting. Like I said, I've been in a better mood lately, so I guess that's a good thing. Um, but other than that, that's about it. So today's Monday. Um, the big thing this week coming up, I know for a fact is, and we've been waiting a long time for this, uh, the GTA 6 trailer drops tomorrow. Um, depending on where you are, I think it's like 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I think, or 9 a.m. I don't know. They have like a whole schedule. Like this is a really, really big deal. Um, especially for Rockstar Games, this will go down in history as perhaps one of the most expensively made games in the history of gaming. We're talking about like a budget of $2 billion. Again, $2 billion to make a video game is wild when you consider the budget of like whatever the fuck Pac-Man cost to make in like 1980. $2 billion to make a, a game. You got to think like Rockstar spent a lot of money, but they gained so much money from GTA V came out in three different generations of consoles <laughs> not to mention all the money that people spent on the um you know the online the dlcs all that stuff shark dollars whatever they have on the online spent a lot of money so rockstar definitely has the capital um that's like one of the biggest news things that's happening this week is the gta trailer which we'll see how much it reveals and nobody truly knows when this game is coming out because this game has been almost 10 years if not about 10 years in development for such a game. Rockstar is one of those people, uh, those companies that take their time. You got people that throw shit in air fryers. Companies, developers that throw shit in air fryers and get a game out quick. Call of Duty, Activision. But no, Rockstar take their time uh, with their games. So, I mean, I'm going to look up an article now because today is news out of a hat. You know what's funny? I... It's been, I didn't realize how long ago I did a News Out of a Hat episode. So I look back. The last time I did an episode of News Out of a Hat was October 30th. I kid you not, it was October 30th. The last time I did News Out of a Hat, I I had to look back because I was like, man, you know, it's Monday. It's been a while since I've done this episode, but I didn't think it was that long ago. I thought maybe sometime in November I did an episode. I have to double check because I, I, I feel like I did maybe. I feel like I did one episode of News Out of a Hat. In fact, let me go back just a quick bit because I, I don't believe that that was the last time I did one. If so, there's a reason. I did. Um, is there such thing as stupid question episodes? But I uh, shit, it has been since October 30th uh, since I've done a news episode. So, well, there you have it, folks. You're going to get one today. So one of the first articles I'm going to read about is uh, GTA 6 because, as you know, again, the trailer 
drops tomorrow. But funny that this game is always shrouded in controversy because just recently there was an article where uh, one of the kids, uh, the people that work for Rockstar, one of their kids, their son somehow leaked the trailer. Now, I don't believe this for a second. Okay, I, I don't think... Then again, kids kids can be pretty stupid that they'll risk their you know parents' careers over. So yeah, the trailer was apparently leaked, but we don't know. If, you know what I mean? Like it's always something controversial uh, with the, when this game come out. But I'm gonna read an article um, on this trailer. It actually drops at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So depending on where you are in the spectrum of things, um, you'll see the trailer. Whatever. I can't wait because. Um, <laughs> This is definitely going to go in a particular type of direction. So anyway, I'm going to start news out of a hat. I'm going to go to an article about uh, GTA 6, the trailer. Um, they got the countdown, what time zone it drops. It, it's a pretty, pretty big deal. So uh, my nose is running. It's cold outside. <laughs> All right, so IGN wrote an article. This was um, today. Uh, this is coming from IGN, of course, video games. Um, it says Rockstar GTA 6 trailer release date announcement was so huge. Other developers are parrying it. They're parrying the. <laughs> they're making a parody of it. They're making fun of it. So I'm gonna read the article about it. Um, this is again a very big deal. And again, I do apologize if I'm sniffling and all that other shit. So anyway, <clears throat> it says the Grand Theft Auto series continue heavily influence the industry, as many have been quick to parody the colorful teaser template Rockstar used last week to announce the date and time for the first trailer of GTA 6. It says specifically, game developing uh, game development studios have hopped on the trend, posting images using the same sunset as colors to announce when to expect new information on a game they are working on. Three Four Three Industries was among the first to parody the template, borrowing the same vibrant color aesthetic to announce a new trailer for Halo. <laughs> yeah, I, I love a good parody. You know, somebody come out with something, and of course, everybody's gonna sort of make fun of it so it's kind of amusing to see all those pictures and stuff like that but um hopefully the trailer you know it shows a bit of the game and when it's coming out because nobody knows when it's coming out is is word that it's coming out um 2025 but you got to think it should be coming out 2024 considering that they're showing a trailer for it now you would think maybe like i'm gonna say sometime between if i was guessing i would say october november of 2024 i personally think the game will drop and then where it goes from there, I don't know. And it'll probably be a long-ass fucking while before we see another GTA. Because before, if you go back in history, GTA, um, Grand Theft Auto, the first one came out 2001. Vice City was the following. And then 2004 was San Andreas. Now, because there's much more of a demand on the video game consoles we have, they, they can do more. So it's going to take longer to make the game. So, I mean, you got to kind of expect that. Anyway, this... this uh, <laughs> This um, episode is not about GTA, all right? I think I'm talking a little bit too much about GTA. It's about the news, but, it, you know, that's one of the, the biggest news stories right now is GTA. So I figured I'd just kind of knock that out real quick. Anyway, let's see what else we got going on here in the news. Um, it's funny because all I keep hearing is, goddamn GTA. <laughs> it just eclipsed all the news. I mean, I don't know what else is going on besides... Uh, bull, you know, shit that's happening in, in Ukraine and the Middle East, which we get really tired of hearing it. I know I am. I'm tired of it. Anyway, sorry again. I apologize for the sniffling. It's it's cold outside. <laughs> it's cold. 
All right. Um, let me see what news articles is out there. Let's see what we got. I'm trying to find something to kind of get the show going. It's already seven minutes into the episode, and again, I'm a little rusty with news. Um, oh, they got an article right here from the Irish Star. It's a business article about self-checkouts will be scrapped at Walmart, Costco's, and Wegmans. Yeah, people are kind of fed up with the whole um, self-checkout thing. People were like, well, why should I check myself out? You know, I don't work here. I shouldn't have to pay for this. And then I guess there was also the sympathy behind, like, self-checkouts put people out of jobs. You know, if you got self-checkout registers, you don't have cashiers, and cashiers are out of jobs. Anyway, this is coming from the Irish Star. It says, self-checkouts at big retailers like Walmart and Costco could soon be a thing of the past. One, retail experts and corporations are pinning it on crime. So you mean to tell me that the reason why they want to get rid of self-checkouts it's because of crime. So you should have thought about that when you gave people the ability to scan their own shit where I can sit here and scan a tomato. I can scan a PS5 as a tomato for 89 cents and walk right the fuck out. Did they not think about it? No, because <clears throat> corporations think about just making money and cutting off the bacon, meaning getting rid of as much personnel that they have to pay as possible because you don't have to pay a register to work. You just have to let it, it has to work. But you have to pay people to work on a register. Anyway, I'm going to continue on the story. It says, um, quote, I think we're going to see the demise of self-checkouts very soon, says Phil Lemper, a food industry an an um, analyst. Self-checkouts started cropping up in the late 80s and have become increasingly popular since the 2000s, <clears throat> with stores like Walmart projecting to be 65% serviced by automation by 2025. It says self-checkouts have always gotten mixed reviews for com from customers. While some prefer not having to interact with employees, others report frustration with technology mishaps and having to do the work themselves. Big retailers have reported a rise in retail crime since the start of the pandemic, which has led to an increase in merchandise being locked behind plexiglass doors. It's also suggested that self-checkout has contributed to an increase in crime, with some claiming that it helps customers get away with leaving without paying for items. Um, usually you go to Walmart, somebody is standing right there at the self-checkout to assure that some, that people are paying for the shit that they're getting and nobody's just walking out with stuff. So unless, you know, some of these stores are cutting back so much that they, there's nobody standing at the self-checkout and people are just waltzing right the fuck out, which is on them. That's their fault. They should have never, again, the self-checkout, when I started seeing them pop up, it would just be like one or two registers. Then stores got greedy. They started putting up more and more. And before you know it, like, there's nobody actually checking items. Like, why does Walmart have 14 fucking lanes and there's only one person in the lane and then everybody's at self-checkout? Come on now. Walmart, you, you got to do better than that. So, I mean, who knows? <clears throat> I don't completely see the self-checkout thing completely disappearing, but I could probably see the numbers dwindling on the self-checkout thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to completely disappear. Because some people actually like the self-checkout. I like it sometimes. But I personally rather have somebody, like, check out something for me. But if it's, like, a couple of items that, you know, I'm not going to wait online for, I'm kind of in a hurry maybe, then I'll probably just go to the self-checkout. But, again, um, yeah, I don't think they're going away for quite some time. So we're just, just got to hang in. Just got to hang in there. Okay, so this um, this story, this has been catching headlines, too, about the little, uh, the nine-year-old Chiefs fan. He dressed up as a tribal chief. Um, he painted his uh, one side of his face black and then the other side red. So this caught the attention of some news broadcaster or whatever who thought that it was just somebody wearing blackface. Then realized that <clears throat> the kid is also wearing redface. He's wearing the Chiefs, the team's colors. 
So and it turned out the kid is actually a part of a native tribe. His grandfather is head of a, a tribe. So this gets interesting. Now the lawsuit is coming out. This is coming out of NewsNation.com. It says, nine-year-old Chiefs fan wearing headdress threatens to sue Deadspin. So Deadspin, I guess, is the guy that put this kid on blast and shit like that. I don't even know why they're even blurring this kid's face out. Like, this kid's face is everywhere now. It just doesn't make sense. Um, it says, the parents of a nine-year-old Kansas City Chiefs fan threatened to sue Deadspin following the publication of an article that has accused their son of racial insensitivity. The article alleged that their son, Holden Armenta, exhibited racist behavior by painting his face black and red and wearing a Native American headdress to a football game. Um, it's more to the article? No, that's it. So it doesn't really get into details on how much they're suing for because now this kid's face is plastered. I don't know what this can mentally do to the kid because the kid probably thought this was just innocent fair. You know, like, come on, don't pick on a kid. You know, this kid may never want to go to another Chiefs game or he might just feel, you know, feel totally embarrassed. But now it's like, all right, now that his face is out there and this guy, whoever Deadspin is, is about to get sued for it. And it serves him right. Like, I, I kind of get what he was going at, but come on, man. Come on. It's a kid. You have to at least, like, sit there and think, like, damn, you know, is that a fucking kid? Or you have to kind of think about that for a second. Well, I mean, it serves him right. Fuck that guy. Uh, let's see. <laughs> all right. Uh... Okay, this is another article. This article actually kind of pissed me off. McDonald's, right? So McDonald's is making major changes to its burgers. Let me tell you one change McDonald's can make. Make your fucking burgers bigger. Why are the burgers almost as small as a White Castle burger? A Big Mac hasn't been a Big Mac since the early 2000s. If you're going to make major changes, make, make the burgers bigger. And you're raising the prices on this shit. You might want to just kind of make them bigger. Make them worth the food. Wait, make it worth the money. All right, it says uh, McDonald's, it says uh, this article has come from Men's Journal. Now, this was written three days ago. It says McDonald's introduced major changes to its signature Big Mac. Okay, so the Big Mac is getting a major change, but what about everything else? Let's see. It says McDonald's have made some major changes to the signature sandwich, the Big Mac. Wall Street Journal reported that the modifications, which number more than 50, and come in response to consumers criticizing the chain sandwiches as dry with its most significant menu modification in decades. McDonald's is attempting to compete with increasingly popular, um, some might say higher-end fast casual chains such as Five Guys and Shake Shack. McDonald's will now cook Big Mac patties in smaller batches to ensure maximum flavor in a, quote, uniform sear. The sandwich, cheese, pickles, and even lettuce have been devised to be meltier. In the case of the cheese, this means a room temperature slice instead of a previously used frozen stock. Its bun slathered with an extra portion of special sauce is now a buttery brioche, which is a moisture, thicker bread um, than that better reheat. I mean, that better re retains heat. <clears throat> Sorry. A small number of sesame seeds will remain on top, but they'll be more randomly dispersed to give the Big Mac um, a homemade appearance. Okay. Um, okay. So McDonald's figure, okay, well, you know, maybe we, you know, we're raising the prices on the food. Let's make the food just look better. No, 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 no. The problem is you're raising the price on the food. The, 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 the Big Mac's not dry. It's just getting smaller. So their justification for changing, making these changes, is not to make the burger bigger. It's to make it meltier. <sighs> Listen, man, look, people are already sick and tired of shit, paying $16 damn near for a goddamn Big Mac meal. Out fucking rages. 
And now they think they're Shake Shack and Five Guys? Not even close, my guy. Let me introduce you to a restaurant here in Europe called Hesburger. Look it up. It's a Finnish burger joint. I had a Hesburger out here, and I'm going to tell you right now, right now, Hesburger is the way to go. It's way better than any other fucking Burger King and McDonald's. And it's funny because it's like a weird mix between the two. But at the same time, um, it's, to me, it's just better. I'm sorry. Hesburger. Shout out to Hesburger. And then McDonald's, you already know what you're getting. So that's stupid nonsense. You're so concerned about the fucking Big Mac, but yet you just do better. Do better. All right. <clears throat> Let's see. All right. Next article here. I got another self-checkout story, but this time it's involving Target. All right. I'm going to read it real quick. Why not just get into it? I still got about 15 minutes. This is coming from the U.S. Sun. Um, just waiting for the article to load up. I guess somebody, some people was also angry at Target. Target and Walmart are notorious for this whole self-checkout shit. Now, this was published a day ago uh, by the U.S. Sun. It says, uh, the, the, the headline, I'll leave with nothing as Target shoppers baffle at self-checkout process, saying no thank you every time. It says, Target shoppers are blasting the retailer after recognizing strange self-checkout details. It says, as consumers move into the digital age, retailers are swapping traditional processes with technology. <laughs> it says, for example, Target has added multiple self-checkouts to its stores to bring more convenience to the shopping experience. It says, while, and while some shoppers appreciate the move, others have noticed some odd extras the retailer has included. So it says, shoppers took to X to voice their concerns, well, X is Twitter, on some strange addictions to self-checkout. One X, formerly Twitter user, wrote, self-checkout is the worst, and you have to look at a video of yourself the entire time you check out. No, thank you. I'll leave the store with nothing if I have to use self-checkout. Another commented on so-called judgmental tone she received from an employee. Quote, can we talk about the way the, the Target self-checkout lady sees you soon? Says, see you soon. It's just sound very judgy and accurate at the same time. Okay, you, you gotta shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna get mad because she says, see you soon? Because, bitch, she know you're going to see you soon. You're probably one of those frequent people that complain about Target but still goes to Target. I run across those people all the, all the time. Oh, I'm never going to shop at another Target again. But they go to a whole other fucking Target on the other side of town. So, of course, she's going to say, see you soon. She already knows the type of person you are. Some people just, now, I guess, didn't, she probably didn't feel, you know, appreciated feeling like a stereotype. Well, guess what, lady? You're a stereotype. Listen, I ain't going to read no more of that nonsense. It is very simple. Checkout, self-checkouts are really weird. I will say, though, the Walmart I go to, watching myself, actually, no, it was a Dollar General self-checkout I went to, and they video you, and it's kind of weird. It is a little, it's a little strange, because I'm not a good-looking dude, and it's a little strange seeing my ugly ass in the screen while I'm sitting here checking out Twix bars and stuff at Walmart. No, it's stupid. I don't, I don't like it, but, you know, again, you know, the more people who revolt against this, I guess... Oh, excuse me. This will change. This will change. I can only hope. All right, let me go look up some bigger news, some headlines. Um, as I go through this, it says, um, ugh, another breakup. Deion Sanders and longtime fiance Tracy Edmonds announced they have broken up. So sad. Too bad. Don't care. It says, um, <laughs> it says this is coming out of uh, Sports Illustrated. It says, Colorado Buffaloes coach Deion Sanders and his longtime fiance Tracy Edmonds have broken up. 
Edmonds made the announcement on social media Sunday night. Sanders, who was named Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year last week, had been together with Edmonds for 12 years. She posted this on Instagram on Sunday night. Quote, to everyone who has been there for us, supported us, and shown us love, we have mutually decided that it is best for us to move forward in life as friends and have made this decision with love in our hearts, respect for each other, and appreciation for the time we share together. Please keep us in your prayers as we go through this transition. Wait, so you mean to tell me you guys been together and damn near engaged for 12 years? When the fuck were you guys going to get married? Oh, man, no. That doesn't make any sense. All that time. And you didn't even get married. Make it make sense because that to me just makes absolutely no fucking sense. But here we are. Here we are. Oh, I mean, I don't know. A lot of people have been like getting divorces and breaking up. It's been a tough year for marriages. It's been a very tough year. I um, wish them the best, man. I mean, I did an episode a long time ago called Marriage in the 21st Century. And I tell you, marriage is tougher than any generation, I think, before us trying to maintain some sort of union and commitment. It's fucking hard, people. It is hard as shit. All right, so I'm going to move on. It kind of sucks, but hell, you know, you'll find somebody else. Deion Sanders, what is he, like almost fucking 70 years old? Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it, it, that too shall pass. Mm, all right, this next article, I think that a lot of people rejoiced on this one. Derek Chauvin, you know, the guy from the um, who committed manslaughter against George Floyd. Yeah, he got stabbed up in prison. He got, uh, he got the hokey pokey in, in prison. Not the other hokey pokey. I mean, he got stabbed the fuck up. It says Derek Chauvin is released from the hospital and is back in prison after his inmate stabbed him. Uh, this is coming from NBC News. Um, it says Derek Chauvin has returned to prison after a former Minneapolis police officer was stabbed 22 times by a fellow inmate, his attorney said. Chauvin, who was convicted in the 2020 murder of George Floyd, was allegedly stabbed with an improvised knife. Hey, that's a shiv for some of us non-prison folk. It says November 24th, while in the law library at Federal Correction Institution in Tucson, Arizona, by inmate John Tursack, 52 years old, this guy. Um, it says here, Chauvin's attorney, George M. Erickson, said in a statement Sunday that he spoke with Chauvin's family Saturday and that, quote, they confirmed that his medical condition has improved to the extent that he has been removed from the trauma care facility at a local Tucson hospital and returned to prison custody for his follow-up care. Uh, quote, his family is very concerned about the facility's capacity to protect Derek from further harm. They remain unassured that any changes have been made to the faulty procedures that allowed Derek's attack to occur in the first place. I'll be honest, that was an inside job. Somebody set his ass up. Somebody set him up for the pokey poke. And, you know, surprisingly, he didn't die. Not that I'm wishing death on the man, you know what I mean? But 22 times you get stabbed and didn't die? I guess that kind of works out. But, you know, hey, I don't know what they're going to do now. They're going to probably better, like... Uh, Keep this guy a little bit under wraps because let's be honest, everybody knows his face from in prison, outside of prison. His face is known everywhere. I think they're going to have to do a much better job in trying to protect this dude because the next time he might not be so lucky. All right, so let's see. I got about seven minutes and I'm going to wrap this. I'm going to find some other articles uh, that I got here. Let's see. Let me go back to some other news sources. New York accent's been coming out lately a lot. I don't know if you noticed it. For years, my wife has been like, you got an accent, you got an accent. I'm like, I don't know what this accent is, but it's been coming out more. I'm starting to hear it more. 
to the point where I was on YouTube looking up uh, New York and Boston accents because people think I'm from Boston, which I'm not from Boston. I got to chill out with that shit. But, um, yeah. Let me see. I'm going to find some other articles while I got a little bit of time to kind of skirt with this. Uh, let's see. Give me a second. It's been a slow news day. Um, okay, this is one. This is an article coming out of New York that has already been like known you know they have this thing every year called SantaCon. um it's like a santa claus convention kind of similar to comic-con everybody uh dresses up as santa claus it's kind of ridiculous um but yes um alcohol is banned on long island railroad and metro north trains and stations during SantaCon. Uh, because in the past of these bad santas get a little drunk a little tipsy they start fighting other fucking santas and fights break out and shit gets really stupid all right, this is coming out of PIX11 in New York. It says alcohol will be banned on Long Island Railroad and Metro North trains and stations during SantaCon this upcoming weekend, according to the MTA. The ban will start at 4 a.m. on December 9th through noon on December 10th. There will also be an increased MTA police presence at Penn Station, Grand Central Madison, and Grand Central Terminal to enforce the ban. Uh, SantaCon is an annual fundraiser where hundreds donning the iconic red suit hit the bars of New York City. Uh, tickets cost about $15. Yeah, so, you know, SantaCon. And you know, the sad part is it's for a good cause, but again, some people can't control their alcohol and they just completely go off the rails. And before you know it, you got like dozens of Santas like sitting there trying to beat each other up and shit. And it kind of like diminishes the whole point of SantaCon. And then people start looking at it kind of crazy. All right, another article out of New York. A man dies in NYPD custody at Bronx Hospital after headbutting the first responder. This is coming out of Fox 5 out of New York. Again, I've been, the news that's been coming out of New York is something out of a fucking movie. It says a man died while in police custody Friday after he headbutted a paramedic in the head. Uh, the deceased man was 49 years old, was being aided by EMS who had been called to his home in the Bronx around 10.20 in the morning after he was injured in a prior motor vehicle collision, according to the Daily News. The man refused. Oh, shit. Come on, Ed. I don't want to read no fucking ad. Get this out of here. It says, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, the man refused treatment, and EMS workers struggled to load him into the ambulance to take him to the hospital. Um, during the tussle, police said the man struck a 33-year-old responder in the head with his own head. Uh, EMS eventually transported the man to New York City Health and Hospitals Lincoln on 149th Street, where cops took him into custody. As he received treatment, he later died while receiving medical care from hospital staff. Um, so it sounds like to me, this guy hit his head so hard on the other dude's head that he pretty much killed himself. Congratulations, you're an idiot. So that's what that sounds like to me. For what I don't know, if it, mental mental health cases have been on the craze in New York. In fact, there was a man that just went wild on like four people in his family and then sliced up some cops, some uh, police trying to like um, trying to ap uh, apprehend him. And then the police just took his ass out. They gave him a forever nap. It's shit is crazy in New York, man. The scariest part is I got a lot of family out there. And I follow New York a lot. So, you know, because I got, again, a lot of family, I got a lot of friends out there long-time friends and stuff like that and that's the last thing i need to do is wake up in the morning and hear something happen to them or whatever the case is i don't want to hear it you know but yeah that's just life so just got to be careful out there whether it be new york anywhere it's just it's, it's kind of crazy all right so let's see what other articles we got i got about three more minutes i could probably squeeze 
I could probably squeeze maybe a couple of articles out before I just call this for the night. Let's see. Oh, Michael B. Jordan's in the news. Oh, man. Michael B. Jordan crashes a Ferrari in Hollywood. You know, Michael B. Jordan, not to be confused with Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, the guy that plays Creed and shit like that, and he's from, you know, that guy, that guy. You guys know who he is. Um, it says here, this is coming out of Fox 5 New York again. Um, it says, Michael B. Jordan crashes Ferrari in Hollywood. A whole Ferrari. God damn. It says, Los Angeles actor Michael B. Jordan crashed his Ferrari into a parked car in Hollywood, according to the Los Angeles Police Department. Uh, the incident happened on Saturday around midnight on Sunset Boulevard and Beachwood Drive. Police confirmed to Fox 11 that the crash was an accident and not DUI related. Uh, it was a Ferrari 812, a super fast. Uh, the Ferrari 812 super fast can range anywhere from 310000 up to $690,000. It says Jordan has been seen driving the luxury sports car around town. In August of uh, 2021, he drove his ex-girlfriend, Lori Harvey, to a dinner in the impressive ride. Um, he was also honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame earlier this year. Oof. I, I, you know... <laughs> I get it, man. It's your car, live life. You know, you got a fast car, you got the money for it. But even if you got the money for it and the means to it, don't drive like an idiot. Then again, I don't know what really happened. Maybe he he kind of overcompensated, lost control because it wasn't DUI related. He probably overspun the car, got a little too excited, and then just boom, end of the day. So, and that's that. Uh, just got to be a little bit more careful next time. All right, so let me see what else we got here. Give me a second here. I'm trying to see what we got. I got, I got 20. I'm at 29 minutes. I'm going to do one more and then I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to wrap it up for the night so I can get some sleep. <sighs> okay. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Wait, am I crazy? All right, I'm going to read this article. Um, if you guys heard of actor Mark Shepard, uh, supernatural actor Mark Shepard recovering in hospital after surviving six heart attacks this dude had six heart attacks and still walking to tell the tale this is coming again out of abc7 of new york um waiting for the story to load up and then i'm gonna just get right into it holy shit six heart attacks dude bless uh give me a second all right there we go um supernatural actor mark shepherd recovering in hospital after surviving six heart attacks coming out of burbank california actor mark shepherd says he's lucky to be alive after experiencing a cardiac emergency Shepard, who starred in the series Supernatural, collapsed in his kitchen. He posted on Instagram a picture of him lying in the hospital bed at a hospital in California. The 59-year-old said he survived six heart attacks and was brought back from the dead four times after a complete blockage in his artery. Shepard says if it wasn't for his wife, the Los Angeles Fire Department, and the hospital, he wouldn't have been alive. God bless that man. Shit. You know, they said dead men can't tell tales. So maybe he can. Maybe he saw something that we didn't see because we always wonder and we're always thinking about what if there's an afterlife. Some people think it's just a dark void. Some people believe in heaven. Some people believe in hell. Some people believe in uh, reincarnation. It depends. This guy died four times. He had six heart attacks. This guy must know something. But, you know, again, take care of health. Take care of yourself. Health is wealth. Health is wealth. All right, yeah, I just hit the 30-minute mark. Ain't no more news to tell. It was kind of slow, and I spent, like, the first four or five minutes talking about Grand Theft Auto, which, by the way, I'm going to do an episode on Grand Theft Auto, um, maybe the next episode. 
excuse me, whatever the episode may be, do a, a history through of Grand Theft Auto. Because I tell you right now, the first time I played Grand Theft Auto was in 2001 Grand Theft Auto 3. It was the first 3D-based Grand Theft Auto. The previous two was from the top perspective. This was this was a groundbreaking game, but I'm not going to get into all that right now because that's not what this episode's about. I'm going to stick with the news, and that's it, all right? But in the meantime, the news is done. All right, so hey, stay tuned. Thanks again. Um, again, looking at the numbers, New York, you're climbing up. You're like 10% of my listeners almost surpassing texas texas was kind of big for a while but you know texas only make up now what 15 percent of my listeners new york is at 10 new york is steadily climbing but i still don't have staten island staten island what's up <laughs> come on give me a chance give me a chance all right so hey but nonetheless the numbers are looking good um tennessee of course nobody i don't see tennessee being snatched off that throne for a while tennessee what I've seen out of all the states, uh, they make up 36% of my listeners. So I don't see Tennessee going anywhere anytime soon. And that's not a bad thing. Okay. Just say, I need more of my New York peeps. All right. You guys got to listen, spread the word, whatever. But hey, just enjoy the show. Okay. I'm not Joe Rogan. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. We'll do this again next time. Take care. Laters. Freezing cold in ancient night shoes, though. You're the cold maze, say one freezing cold in 1992's all. All right.